the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say, let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh boy, yes, we are here for you, Mom. It's a really big show today. I mean it. I promise. Here's a question for you. Do you wish that you could just be fully confident in what you believe yourself in our divided, even angry culture right now? Well, uh, our guest is going to help us with that. She's kind of famous, but even if you haven't heard of her, you're going to want the advice that she has to give for moms and, and some dads too probably today about standing up, about being adamant in a world of very divided opinions. Ugh, such a divided world right now. We have New York Times bestselling author Lisa Bevere on the show today. Uh, of course, she's also the mother of four boys, which is very important. They're now men, but uh, she's coming up in just a minute. But first, I do want to tell you something. I'm super excited about this because I believe there is a mom out there listening or watching or hearing us via podcast, however you get us, uh, who has a dream of going back to school to pursue her calling or her dream, but she doesn't know how she can do it financially. Well, there's no time like the present to pursue your passion and follow your dream of going back to school, moms, because Channel Mom is now teaming up with Colorado Christian University to offer you the chance to win a $5,000 scholarship toward an associate, bachelor's, or master's degree. So even if you don't get the, the grand prize there, the 5000 you might still be eligible for a $1,000 scholarship just for entering the contest. Here's the thing. Get a pen ready because if, if this is you and you think, I need that $5,000 to go back to school at CCU, uh, you can do it. Got over 70 degree programs uh, that they offer 100% online. So you can do this all online from anywhere in the country, really. It's ccu.edu backslash channel mom ccu.edu backslash channel mom. Uh, it happens, it ends on June 3rd. So make sure that you tell somebody who you know would like to do this or you do it yourself. And then one more quick note. If you've got a child who, who um, is very frustrating or frustrated, they're not frustrating, they're frustrated in uh, having to learn and the way in which they learn and, and the progress they make in their learning. Um, you know they're smart, but they feel like they're not smart and they're really struggling academically. You need to talk to Pamela and Brianna. They're a mother-daughter team at Connect Education. I've heard their story. Brianna struggled mightily as a little girl. She just couldn't learn like the rest of the kids did. But then they learned some very specific t- techniques to deal with her learning disability and everything changed. She just got her master's degree. She's in the process She's at the, I think she just argued um, for the last, what is that called? A thesis? Somebody else out there would know that. Anyway, give them a call for a free consultation. So no risk there. Just give them a call for a free consultation, 303-680-5551 or connecteducationco.com. Okay. So we have the fabulous Lisa Beviron. She has penned a new book called Adamant, and she answers some really important questions like, is it possible to be both politically correct and biblically sound? She's going to talk about being a woman who stands for the truth in all the right ways. Sometimes we stand up for the truth and it doesn't necessarily play well. Uh, It's really good stuff, and I think it's going to help a lot of moms out there today. Welcome to Channel Mom, Lisa. Oh, thank you, Jenny. I love what you stand for. It's amazing. Thank you for saying so. I would like to give you a hug. You're only a city away. Someday, hopefully, I can I know, I know. Hey, and if I hadn't just been getting off of planes, I would have driven up there, but I was just too lazy. Yeah, you, no, no, not lazy. Sometimes you got to draw the line. Okay, so girl, this is a dense book, and I find myself like, I have to read this like three times to make sure I, t- I take it all in. It's important stuff that you're saying. 
Now, obviously, we can't unpack it all here in our 20 minutes that we're going to have. But um, I do want to say this. As I was reading it today, I also happened to be reading a Timothy Keller book. Um, what is it? The Reason for God. And, and I thought to myself, we are living in such a divided America right now. I mean, in, in all my years of living in this country, I, you know, I was born here. I can never remember this kind of division. And, and I think that one of the arguments out there is that we all are allowed to have an opinion and every opinion is good. And anybody who declares an ultimate truth is suspect. So um, you are go one step further and say, yeah, we should declare ultimate truth, but we should do it in a specific way. So, so talk to me about sort of the beginning of adamant and, and why we're writing this and why you're addressing the culture of today. Well, first of all, I write the books I need to read. I mean, there's some people that are not as wired as randomly as I am, but here's, here's where I'm at. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to yeah. be right. I pass monopoly dollars under the table to my family when we're playing. I am an ENFP. I am an Enneagram 7. Thank God I've got a little bit of a wing 8. But I just found myself walking outside and thinking, what's going on? It's like up is down, right is wrong, left is, is right, red is blue. You can't say anything is a standard or a, a foundational truth anymore. And I was like, no, 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 no. This Sicilian grandmother is not happy about this. I don't like this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to dive into the Word of God, and I need to find out what is adamant, what is immovable, what is invincible, what is constant, what can I build my life on? Yeah. What road do I want to map out for the next generation? And um, I love that you're speaking to mothers, because I, and, and I, I, I read on your bio, and I, I love this transition from uh, kind of this false, like, oh, look, it's all flash. Look what I've got. I'm talking to celebrities. To, oh, now I'm just talking to children. Well, here's the thing. That is probably the most key role you're ever going to yeah, have. Amen. Shaping a young person. By the time they're celebrities, they're believing their own press, and they've lost touch with who they are. Mm-hmm. But children, children need to know truth, and they need to know love. And what we've got right now is a culture that is saying that love is, you know, love is everything. But here's the thing. We've had a church, or the Christians, I'll just say, have often spoken truth without love, and that's harsh. Yeah. But now we have a culture who is responding with love without truth. Yeah, that's great. A that's a great way to say it. Yes. Yeah. So and, true. You know, you said opinions. I, I do want everybody to have the right to have their own opinion. I think that's an important thing. But there's a difference between my opinion and truth. Yeah. Because right now we live in a day where they say, oh, Jenny, that's your truth. Oh, Lisa, that's your truth. You know, oh, Richard, that's your truth. But see, there is no such thing as my truth. Now, I might have something that's true of me. Mm-hmm. Like, what's true of me right now is I have four grandchildren. What I hope will be true of me in five years is that I have ten. But so true of changes. It changes with our seasons. It changes with our circumstances. It changes with our roles in life. You know, what was true of you were a newscaster. Now you are a radio broadcaster but you have a different emphasis. The true of is transitory, but truth is eternal. Yeah, amen. And so we need to know what is I know, and, th- and this sure. is a ba- this is a battle for me. And so th- this is, I mean, we may only get to this part of your book, and there's so much that you address in your book, and I, I want people to know that. And we'll try to get a little bit more in in the, in the second half of the show. But 
but but here's the thing, Lisa, and I want us to have like a, a cool conversation about this because I know a lot of Christian moms that listen to us are struggling with this. And also, you know what? We don't just have Christian moms listen to us, and I have a huge sympathy for the moms who aren't there. So I try to give everybody honor and respect. So here's right. the thing I thought of this morning. As I put down Keller's book and picked up your book, I thought they're both pointing out that our modern era is committed to the idea that individuals find their own truth and that everything should be accepted, tolerated, even applauded. And then there's a contingent that, pu- that, that pushes against that and makes fun of political correctness and, and is judgmental. And, and then there's pushback from that. And, and then there, um, and, and by the way, the people that are pushing back from the, 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 the group that says we should tolerate everything, they're pushing back against groups like homosexuals and transgenders and, and pro-choice and all that. And then that's not helping anything if they're pushing for their truth without love. And, and that's the point you just brought up. So I'm right. saying, so you, and you actually, <laughs> and there's an interesting chapter in this where you say adamant about hate. And, and yeah. so you say, in the end, God does take a stand, and we're not yeah. to tolerate everything, but we're supposed to speak that in love. So, so kind of lay out the thesis for moms out there, like, how do I balance all this? How do I not beat up on politically correct people? How do I, how do I get there and, and love and truth, you know? Well, yeah, and I, you know, here's the thing. Again, I'm, I'm doing my own heart thing. I mean, I'm like, God, I need to know how to love well. And loving well does not include lying to people. And loving well does not include being silent when you actually know somebody is in danger. So I think what the church has done, instead of saying, um, hey, I'm concerned for your safety, they're just saying, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I, I heard, a, I thought it was a really uh, compelling example, I, and I can put this really short, but I think it kind of would tell the, the meaning behind my book. There was a, a wife who wanted her husband to become a Christian, so she dragged him to church once a year. And the one time he came... The pastor preached about hell, and she was like, great, I can't believe this. The husband walks out upset. Then she brings him back the next year because they've got a new pastor. She begs him, please, please come. And so she comes again, and the pastor preaches again about hell, and she's thinking, what are the chances? But here's what happened. The husband went down and became a Christian, and so she asked him afterwards, what was the difference? And she said, well, the first pastor preached like he wanted me to go there. And the second pastor preached like he didn't want me to go there. And so I think the church has forgotten the motivation of love. You know, people came to me and said, uh, hey, baby girl, you're fragmenting your soul with promiscuity. What you're looking for in in, uh, relationships with other people, you're going to only find in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so I think instead of saying you're wrong to be in a same-sex relationship, we needed to be able to say what you're looking for in a person you're going to find in Jesus. Yeah. But what we do is we end up getting trapped with the small questions when we have the big answer. You know, do I believe that marriage is a man and a woman? Absolutely. But do I believe that I need to model that well? So, you know, the day it, the day it passed, my husband and I looked at each other and I said, well, that's a whole other group of people that is going to find out that marriage does not solve everything. Yeah. And, yeah, so, true, true. That was, kind of, I, that was that was kind of my takeaway, you know, like, well, you know, so while all, everybody's like, abomination, and, you know, I was like, you know what, this is, this is people that are going to think, once I get that, I'll be happy. Once I get that, I'll be happy. And then they find out that actually they've got everything and they still have that void and emptiness. And we're supposed to be able to speak to those people in that place instead of saying, stop chasing that, stop chasing that. Well, of course they're going to chase that. 
until they know something other than that. Yeah, and I think, I think, Lisa, that part of what you say in this book, and it's really beautiful, when you're talking about being adamant and, and coming at people with humility instead of division um, and judgment, is, is that we, we, we lean on that. We look at, we look at the issue. How, how, how do I say this? We hate the, it, no, we hate the person instead of the issue. And, right. and, and so we don't come at anybody who differs from us, like, like let's right. say somebody who follows Islam or somebody who di- you know, differs from us in their view of marriage or sexuality or transgenderism or whatever. We come at them with hate for the person instead of the issue. And, and, and we don't, you, know, you, you see what I'm saying? And so I think as a culture, Absolutely. we're wrecked. And I look at it and I think, oh, Jesus would just want me to love every single person no matter how much I differed from them. And they'd want that person to love me back too. Because by the way, the other side can be just as divisive and hateful. Um, and, and Absolutely. You know, absolutely, and I'm, I'm glad you said that, because the truth is that I think the Christians have erred in a number of ways, because we haven't handled truth with love well in the past. Yeah. We either say, okay, everything is love and everything is your truth. We go, go, go with the, the current politically correct culture, yeah. or we go silent, because we don't know what to say. Yeah. And the problem with silence is, when you're silent, you lose a place at the table. When you're silent... It can be mistaken for endorsement. So what we need to do is understand that God loves everyone, but God cannot love everything. So we always understand that there are things that unmake love. Right. Adultery unmakes love. Uh, You know, um, pride Pride. unmakes our relationship with God. Uh, Slander unmakes our friendship. So God hates what unmakes those he loves. And so when you have this idea of a God who loves, you know, it's kind of like as a parent, I love my children. And because I love my children, there are certain things I will not bring into my household. Like, because I love my children, I'm not going to expose them to certain things. When I was watching their life form, like, everybody hates sex trafficking. I've never met anybody that says, you know, I feel like that, well, maybe in India a little bit somebody said that, but... You know, most people were, are like, that's horrible. It's the most uh, debasing of a personhood that there yeah. can be, whether it's male or female. But see, here's the thing. So say Lisa, say it quickly, because we yeah. only have like 30 seconds left yeah. on this. Okay. I was going to say, but porn is the, the shadow. So we have to hate pornography to the same level that we hate sex trafficking. If yeah. we love people. Yeah, we've endorsed it in some crazy way. I don't I don't get that. But all right, yeah. so when we come back, Lisa has some other amazing things to talk to us about. And you know, I wish I had her for an hour and everybody could be happy, but I don't I think I did. Yeah, I you, I, yeah thank you. I wish you were. We, we if we can get people to help us pay for that, we can. Hey, so so here it is. Five mistaken truths about God's love, three ways to stand firm in a post-Christian culture. We're going to try to touch on some of that stuff when we come back with the amazing Lisa Bevere all about her book Adamant and we're going to give it away. So stay tuned to win a book. Moms, have you been dreaming of going back to school to complete your degree but wondering how you would ever make it work? CCU can make it possible. CCU has teamed up with Channel Mom to offer you the chance to win a $5,000 scholarship. But if you're not selected as the grand prize winner, you could still be eligible for a $1,000 scholarship. Enter today at ccu.edu slash channel mom. That's ccu.edu slash channel mom. Don't delay. The contest ends June 3rd.
The vision of the Life Center is simple, transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table, or reaching your goals by learning English, or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website, lifecenterlittleton.org. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. So glad to have you with us today. I want to tell you about a place that could change your child's life and their heart. I say this because I know kids who have been there and have come back with something new inside. Just listen to Autumn's story about Camp Idrahaji. I came out of camp finally thinking for the first time, like, um, no matter what happens, Christ has got it, and he's, he's doing this for a reason. And I knew that to start with, but it was instead, um, whatever, like, I know that I'm accepted no matter what. And, you know, whether they divorce or if they get better or whatever happens, like, it's, I am perfect, you know? And not in a physical way or anything like that, but, like, in God's eyes. Camp Idrahaji in Bailey, Colorado, points campers to Christ, and they now serve over 3,000 campers each summer. They offer a mountain lab school, outdoor education, and retreats for church groups, too. Their newest offering is the Idrahaji Christian Camping Internship, a year-long paid internship, which you should check out today. Spots are filling up fast for Camp Idrahaji's summer 2018, so register today at idrahaji.org or 303-838-0685. Do this for your kids, Mom idrahaji.org and let me add it's so much fun because there's rock climbing and hiking and horseback ride. I mean it's incredible it's just a, it's a blast to go there um, I do also want to mention the Life Center somebody approached me recently and said there's a single mom who's really struggling in my community with four kids I don't know where to send her to get help and legal advice and all these other things and it's the Life Center I, I, they, they can help you out Life Center Littleton and, and so I hope you'll check out all the things they can offer single moms and families who are struggling it, all people need is a leg up and Life Center Littleton can do that so check them out at lifecenterlittleton.org. Okay, we are back with Lisa Bevere, the author of Adamant. As I said, I wish I had an hour with her because she's super smart and, and this book is, is uh, very helpful in a lot of ways on, on how we approach our current culture. But I do want to let you know you can win the book um, and, I, and I think you're really going to appreciate it. So please don't be shy. Um, we, we love it when moms call in or, or we've got a couple dads who call in sometimes to win. 303-873-1935. 303-873-1935 to win Lisa Bevere's new book, Adamant. Please call and win. Okay. So Lisa, we're going to talk super fast and get through a couple of points as, as quickly as we can. You know, it occurs to me, you're talking to the moms and they're more than anybody, the ones who lead children to truth, who then become adults. I mean, Abe Lincoln talks about how his mom was the one. He listened to her and it's why he became the man that he was. And so we've got to remember that as women, that we're leading them to truth and, and that's how they're going to live it out later as adults. So, so let's talk about some ways to stand firm in what you call a post-Christian culture. Right. Well, I think first and foremost, conversations around the dinner table are possibly the most powerful places to have those those um, things. And, and making organic. John and I tried to do devotions with our family, and we did not know where to look. It was awkward. I got in trouble for talking. It was just so, it was just bad. So when you actually do what the Bible says about when you walk, when you sit at the table, when you're just talking, I think asking your children what they're seeing is an important way to start the approach. 
I, I feel like often if you say, hey, I hear this is going on, this is going on, you know, then it's like an attack. But if you say, hey, tell me what you're seeing. Yeah. Like, what do you think about? Do you think that, you know, what, what, are, you, what are you uncomfortable with? What are you thinking about things that you're seeing? Do, do you think that God who created everything lets each of us have our own truth? Or do you think that there is a truth, there's a central core that we all anchor around? Yeah. Uh, talk to them about what happens when, when truth is subjective to somebody's feelings about it. And, and maybe bring them into an example of something like, hey, remember when you were like, I hate my brother, and then you were like, but that was what you were feeling in that moment. But that's not how you truly feel. Yeah. You know? And so just how emotions can take us hostage and experiences can take us hostage, because we're a nation right now who is losing contact with answers bigger than ourselves, which is, this has happened before. The Renaissance did this. I mean, this is a... This is a regularly predicted spiral where we all think we're so enlightened, and yet we've—you uh, mentioned it—we've never been so divided. Yeah. There's never been more racism. There's never been more disrespect. There's never been more anger, fear, suicide, drugs, divorce. All of these things are not signs of people living out their truth. That's true. <laughs> or yeah, right. Well, they are signs of people living out their truth, but not the well, best truth, saying, not the yeah, truth. Not yeah. The truth. But I'm saying that's like that's a lot of conflicted people is what I'm saying. These yeah. are not these are not people that really know where they're going. And so I think we've got a real breakdown in identity. And so when we actually build our convictions off of opinions, they're gonna change all the time. But when we build our convictions off of the core values of what we believe our nation stands for, what we believe are, is godly, what we believe is just family, whether that's values of integrity and faithfulness. Maybe it's not even Christian, but this is just our values, our core values. Yeah, yeah. We need to have those conversations at the table. You know, our boys, we talked to them recently, because I have to be honest with you, I have four exceptional sons, and John and I are absolutely ridiculous. We are just good apologizers. We, you know, we're, we're I'm Sicilian, he's Italian, it's just silly. And so we asked our boys, why? You know, why? Some of your friends have gone AWOL and, and went to the same church with us or hung out, went to the same school. Tell us what happened. And they said, Mom and Dad, you didn't just tell us don't. You told us the why. Okay. And I think there is a generation that wants to know the why. And I think we need to honor them with the why. This is why we believe this. This is why we believe that. This is why. And so I don't think we can actually have that conversation with confidence if we don't know our why. What do I believe and why do I believe it? Who am I? What is God's standard in my life? Do I believe it changed or do I believe that it is the ancient of AIDS? And that's, that was a big thing for me. And um, Yeah, and as, as a mom, it's important. And, yeah. and Lisa, in, in the last four minutes, I, I want the mom out there who's listening today who is floundering in this culture and doesn't know how to love her sister who doesn't think the same thing as her or her, or her neighbor or whatever and, and doesn't know how to teach her kids because everybody you know, in the outside culture is telling her kids this is truth and, and she's just struggling. I, I want to land on this last thing that, that, that you do talk about, and, and those are the truths about lo- God's love and how we may misinterpret them. So I, I, I want you to land on those. I do want to remind people, I know we have at least one caller for the book Adamant. Please call uh, 303-873-1935. You can win Lisa Bevere's amazing book, Adamant. I think it's going to be a blessing. So Lisa, let's just encourage a mom in these last three minutes. What might she not know about God's love and how she can stand on that truth? Well, first and foremost, that God's love for you is invincible. He, he, has not, he doesn't have love for you. He is love for you. Yeah. And that love does not change according to your performance. You are in his heart. He was always in. He didn't think of somebody else when he created you. And he actually handpicked you to be the mother of this child. 
So if you will lean into your creator, then you have everything you need to be the mom that you need to be. And, you know, if you're raising teenagers, I on purpose said to my son, hey, I need your help. I've never had a teenager before. What, what I'm saying to you now is upsetting you, and it didn't upset you a year ago, so we need to talk through some stuff. But having conversations with clarity and actually being a continuing learner to say, hey, let's, let's, what does the Bible say about this? I know that sounds really old-fashioned, but let's, let's go into this because yeah. this is the mapping out of truth for us. And so, you know, that mama out there, stop being hard on yourself. Stop having a list of everything you didn't do right in the day and start thinking about what you did right. Be available for your kids. And one of the key things I would say to every mom is put them to bed. Even if they're 12 years old, put them to bed. Because at night when you're putting kids to bed, they unburden their soul. Yeah. And that's really that time where you can make a really deep connection. That's so true. That is so true. I still do. Lisa, I've given my kids blessings every night, thanks to another woman who spoke at Mops once and talked about blessings. And I can't tell you the difference that kneeling by their bed every night, I still do it and my son's 19. I still do it when he's home from My son's 26. Yes. Yes. And, and I know that it has, it has influenced their actions, their thoughts, their, their truth. Uh, and I'm so grateful that some other mom passed that on to me. So I do it. All right, Lisa, we got a couple winners for your book. People really want it. So that makes me happy. Um, tell people quickly how they can find it. Well, they can go to IamAdamant.com. That's probably the easiest way to do it. And then they can get it at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, or wherever books are sold. Okay. And I remember, remind folks, you can only call on Friday. You can't call on Saturday when you hear the show again. Lisa, I hope we can meet sometime and have a big hug. You know what? That needs to happen. Yes. We need to make this happen. Yes. What we'll do is the second half of the show alone in a coffee shop. That's right. That's right. God bless you and your wonderful family. Thank you so much, Jenny. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, there it is. And you know, you guys, that we are doing everything we can for moms in in prisons, in churches, in homeless shelters. We'd love to have you join us. Check out everything we do at ChannelMom.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at ChannelMom. If nobody's thanked you today, I'm thanking you, Mom. Thanks for all you do to raise the next generation well. God bless you. here on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.